Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> Am I really not going to be able to drink my gin and tonic? Shit. Well, try drinking a little bit. Is that, can you hear that? I can hear those. <laughs> Keeps swirling away me. It's my fucking eyes. I'm too classy. That's what it is. Right. Okay. Never mind. Hi. You're listening to the DPC podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things dead parent, the good, the bad, and the banter. Hosted by Kat and Sam. So this week we are joined by my wonderful friend, Beth Rendell. Let's say hi, Beth. Hey. I'm glad you said wonderful. That was a nice intro. I'll take that. That's good. <laughs> I did have a lot of other um, adjectives that I'd. <laughs> just quickly say we have got beth on the phone today because we're having some technical issues with sam being all the way in australia so bear with us it might sound a bit weird sometimes but that's why beth can you please give us a brief introduction into who you are uh i can do uh i'm beth uh rendell for anyone that cares um i met sam at sixth form uh, we've been friends obviously since then. Um, I lost my mum in 20s, didn't lose her, <laughs> didn't like lose her in the supermarket, she died, um, in, <laughs> in 2016. I uh, live in Lincoln, big links. Um, I don't know what else you want to know. People probably don't really care about my actual general life. Why did you want to do the podcast with us? I mean, I've, I've thought about this a bit and I suppose... It's one of those horrible things where when I think about, like, losing a parent, it's so nice to have Sam. But also I feel really bad about that because that means that Sam has a dead parent and I feel awful thinking, like, oh, Sam is, like, similar to me. But then I guess that's why this is so good is because it's it's not about that. It's not about the fact that you've got a dead parent. It's the fact that you can talk to people that do, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, is all. Yeah. Because I feel so bad. I would, I would never obviously wish for any of my friends to have a dead parent. It's horrible. It is at the end of the day, it's horrible. But it's just, I think about Sam and I'm just like, oh, because it, it is like being in a club where you just get each other. When Sam asked me to do it, I was like, yeah, because we're gonna feel similar things and have similar experiences and stuff. And it's just so nice to be able to share it somewhere where you don't get judged and people just kind of get it. Oh, Whilst it's oh. also shit that you have a dead parent, so. Amazing. So obviously it's a parent club. You, you clearly have some connection to the DPC. So our first question is, how are you affiliated to the club? How was I? Um, okay, so uh, it was when I was about 16, my mum was first diagnosed with cancer. It was actually the day before Leavers Day at secondary school. So the, the day after I found out, it was kind of that day at school where you're all wearing white shirts and signing each other's shirts and stuff. Mm. And I remember being in form, um, you know, like people call it form, right? Being in yeah. the thing before school form. Um, yeah. And I was obviously still really upset. And I ended up having like a bit of a, 
emotional breakdown. Everyone's like, oh, she's sad about leaving school. I was like, well, actually, I'm not. It's because my mum's dying. Oh, my God. Yeah, I went to school. Well, my mom, I mean, my mum was just kind of so, I don't want to say to the point, but she kind of, we came home from school and she kind of sat us all down and said, look, I have cancer. I'm going to fight it, blah, blah, blah. She was never like a, where is me? She was like a, this is what's happening. We're all going to crack on. I'm still going to go to work. You're going to go to school. And that's just how we dealt with it as a family. It was just kind of like, cancer doesn't define your lives. It's just something that's happening. And you all kind of just, you, you crack on. So that's just how we were. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was, still, I was still young and it was, it was a lot to process. And I just remember people being like, oh, my God, she's so upset about school. And I was like yeah I'll let them think that it's school like that's fine because I didn't oh, I'm not really like it sounds stupid because I'm doing this but I'm not really a kind of like a my mum's third or my mum was dying I don't like I don't like that to define me as well so yeah, yeah. I was just kind of like yeah let it let it happen um anyway so that's only the basis at the start um that was breast cancer and luckily they did catch that quite early so she had a relatively good chance so she did the whole kind of chemo and radiotherapy thing and she was given the all clear actually and then I think it was about five years later I got a phone call whilst I was at uni um well I was at uni but I was in my house when I got the phone call uh, with my housemates and it was basically a phone call of um she was about to go in remission and they said that she had um she'd got bone cancer which obviously is terminal um and it was just the word like you know when you can look back and think on moments I remember exactly what I was wearing I remember where I was I remember how I was feeling I remember who I was with it was like such a massive moment where from nowhere it was just like whoa like your whole life is just upside down and I came upstairs I didn't know what to do I was like hitting my wardrobe in frustration because like I thought we'd been through our thing like mum had cancer and she got better and it was supposed to be fine and all of a sudden it just wasn't so my housemates were amazing like they were really supportive and I I know you guys have spoken about yours and they were just it was just such a it was such a bad time but again my mum was just like we're gonna fight this and she changed her whole diet she changed her whole lifestyle she read like books on how to in even because when we were in sixth form um because we did biology together and yes um I remember, like, for, for, yeah for one of the projects I think you were looking at diet and stuff in cancer patients because your mum was <laughs> she'd got she read like yeah. there's a book called the rainbow diet yeah. stuff like that yeah. um, and I mean she changed everything she she didn't eat dairy she stopped eating meat everything she read that she thought might help she did and it was just it was so amazing it was never like a I'm dying you know that, that that's it it was like a let's keep going, how can we keep it going sort of thing. And it was it was a rough year. She was in and out of hospital. There was a lot of different stuff that was going on. She had to go to Queen's Med and stuff like that. Um, and then eventually, long, longer story short, um, it was February 2016, which, by the way, was the worst year. It was when, like, Bowie died. It was when Snape died. It was when George Michael died. That year just sucked. My dog also died that year. Oh, it was just an absolute write-off. Obviously, mum was the worst, but that year was so bad. I'm sure we were all going to remember that for a long time. It was just such a bad year. Everyone died. <laughs> I just had to get that in there because that year was so bad. Um, but, yeah, it was the 20th of February. Um, we got called. I was actually on the way to uni to go and support one of my friends who was going, for, I think it was for, like, a candidacy role. Um, got the phone call saying, you need to come to hospital. And it was like, oh, okay. And we, we got carted off into the, the room on its own. And it was just all oh, a bit like, she was still with it. She was still talking and stuff. And then, yeah, and it was the early hours of the next morning that we did lose her. And, yeah, that was it. So I'm coming up to 
it'll be three years next year, bloody hell. So have you uh, have you found her then? It's just a long game of hide and seek. Oh, I really didn't hear that. I wish I'd heard oh, that. You said, um, have you found her? It sounds like a long game of hide and seek. Oh, God, I know. I need to stop saying it like that. Even I hear it. I'm like, she's not in Asda. You don't need to get the tannoy out and ask where she is. Yeah, she's she's not lost. Like, and I, I've seen so, like, recently I've read so many articles about the way we talk about death and we always talk about like, oh, how we lose people and stuff. But I, like, I, yeah. say it, I think it's just because it's the norm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just what you think you're supposed to say. Yeah. The only reason they say that is to make it easier on the people that are hearing it. Do you know what I mean? See, I don't think so now because I'm quite happy in saying the yeah. word death and dead, but I think it's just in our vocabulary now that you just say. Yeah. The reason that that word, all those words are created was to make it easier for people to say it to other people. Yeah, like, I suppose. Yeah, you're you know right. What I mean? So your mum died in the hospital or was it a hospice yes. she was in? No, it was it was the actual hospital. Um, she want I mean, she wanted to spend as much time as she could at home. So as soon as they said to her, "Yeah, we we think you can go home," it was like, "I'm going home." So she literally she'd come home one day, and then the next day she'd take a turn, and she'd have to go back and stuff. So, but no, it was the actual hospital that she did die in. Yeah. And who was there with you yeah. at the time? It. Well, I was going to say luckily, but none, none of it's lucky, is it really? Um, it was me, my brother, my dad, my mum's mum, and my brother's partner. So basically, a, a, a fair chunk of close family was with her, which was nice and also horrendous. So, but plus, no, I can see festivals now, which is cool. You can see what? Any uh, Harry Potter geeks out? Festivals. Oh, you can see. I feel like some of your some of your listeners will hopefully get that. I really hope they will. I do. Oh, I good. Thanks, Cat. Harry Potter. Oh my god. My I've I've never heard a Harry Potter joke related to it before, so that's that's a fit. <laughs> we have literally covered. It's like, good, though, isn't it? It's good. Covered, like, almost all the major film fran- franchises. We covered Star Wars. We've covered Harry Potter. Well, you've got to get it in there. I mean, it's the only bonus. Is now if if I ever came across a festival, I could definitely see it. Just saying. <laughs> I haven't seen one yet, but I could definitely see one if it rocked up somewhere. I can't wait until that moment happens. Please let me know. Please let me know when you find one. Maybe you'll find your mum along the way. Fucking hell. Jesus, mum riding a festival. I hope not. That'd be quite disturbing. (laughs) (laughs) This one's savage, Sam. I don't know where you found her. Absolute savagery. Outrageous. Outrageous. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so did you know Sam then at the time when it happened? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, oh, I, yeah, I guess mum must have, I don't want to say recovered, but she would have had breast cancer before I met Sam. Okay. I'm trying to think how the timeline would have worked. Did I mean, Sam, do you remember if I said anything? I can't remember. I just, I think, I honestly, I think I found out from those biology lessons when, uh, okay, when you right. were looking at the rainbow diet and stuff but yeah, you, know, you know when like you're I mean, not you know when you're not in that world yet like before you're in the dpc or before you're in the world of cancer when someone mentions it you can't, you don't like think about it as much as you would do if you were in that world yeah 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 I mean? and then well i i never like i never like to announce it really anyway even now like i, I work in a pub so people will it's, it, I can't, I can't like, give an example of an exact conversation, but people will be like, oh, your parents, or, oh, your mum and dad, blah, blah, blah. And I don't correct them and say, I've only got a dad. I'm just like, yeah, because mm. I just, I don't, I don't really, it's not that I feel uncomfortable. I don't want to. It's just that I don't 
I don't know how I don't I don't know if I see that it's necessary so at, at school when mum was first still it wasn't like I walked around like cancer kid cancer kid like I only told my really close friends people would come up to me and be like I'm so sorry to hear about your mum and I'd be like I don't even know who you are like why are you talking to me like I just I hated it so I think that for me was a, a big thing it was just kind of like I don't like random I, I think that's what it is I don't like people feeling sorry for me like the pity side of it yeah I mean I, I don't know if that's I, how you guys feel well I struggled with it a lot I struggled with not wanting anyone to know because I didn't want anyone to treat me differently like I didn't want anyone to look at yeah. me and be like oh poor Sam but then yeah also I wanted everyone to know and everyone to give me pity and everyone to like yeah <laughs> <laughs> really okay. I've just I've never felt like that I just I don't know I, I, as soon as people are like oh I'm I'm really sorry or it's like oh your mum would be so proud I like I feel myself inside I'm like Ugh. yeah and I'm really yeah. sorry if people listen to this and they're like oh my god Beth hates it but I don't I don't know how to respond to it I don't know I don't know like people will say to me I'm really sorry and I go it's okay yeah and they look at you like why are you yeah. such a psycho and I'm like I don't know how else to respond to you I'm like don't worry oh well, that's another good one I'm like don't worry about it and they're like what like, I don't know what else you want me to say. Like, what else am I supposed to say to that? Oh, it's hard. I'd rather people just didn't find out, or if they did find out, said nothing. I think that's kind of where I'm at with it. Unless it's like really close family or friends that you can. That I think that's where it is. It's people that knew my mum because then yeah. I feel sorry for them as well, and that's where I'm fine with it. But people that never met my mum and that don't really know me, I'm a bit like Ugh, I don't know. I don't know how how to cope with it yeah it's all a bit like I I do the same Uh, whenever I was I'm really sorry I'm like it's fine yeah (laughs) (laughs) never mind don't worry and they look at you like what I am also dying inside it's okay like I mean I don't know I I don't know the right thing to say to that because I don't actually know what the right thing is to say to someone because I will say say to people I'm so sorry like if they like I think more more now I say like oh like that's really shit and Mm. they're just like yeah is, it, know, is there a right thing to say? Kat, what do you think? I just go, if somebody says, oh, like, I'm sorry, I'm, I just go, yeah, it's shit, it's all right, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, nobody but you is going to understand it. Do you know what I mean? So what's the point in trying to give mm. a response to represent that? Because yeah. I'm not going to understand it anyway, so just yeah. who cares? And they're, they're not going to sit at home and think about it either. Like, our loss doesn't affect them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. I mean, because I can be quite um, up my own arse, so I forget that um, people <laughs> don't think about me all the time. Well, yeah, they don't. Yeah. It's me. one of those things that you do have to deal with, I suppose, though, because at the end of the day, you're either going to... Because we're still so young, people definitely, 100% that don't know me, assume that I have two parents. They just do. Oh, and yeah. I think you would, because that's just instinct. Because we're all young random people assume that you have two alive parents so I don't I don't correct people that I don't know because I just think I, I, don't, I can't be asked with the the sympathy or the like the oh my god yeah, yeah I, I, I don't do that like, most most of the time sometimes I do if the topic kind of gets brought up or like if it kind of slits into conversation but I wouldn't just open out they wouldn't be like oh so oh yeah so your parents must be happy I wouldn't be like yeah well my dad's really happy but my mum's dead <laughs> Can you imagine? To be fair, I did accidentally do that to one of the regulars at my pub. 
Um, it's one of the lighter sides of DPC, I suppose. But basically, I, a lot of the regulars in my pub don't know my situation. As I said, I don't really kind of broadcast it. Um, and one of the things about me is I hate being all Bethany with a passion. I hate it. It's what my mum and dad used to call me when I was in trouble, which was never, obviously, because I was a model child. But if I was ever in trouble, it was like, Bethany! And I'd be like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. Um, and basically, this was a while ago, um, I was outside collecting glasses, and one of the regulars was like, here you go, Bethany. And I was like, oh. I was like, please don't call me that. And I started walking off, and he was like, well, what does your mother call you? <laughs> I was walking off. I stopped. I looked at him, and I was like, nothing. She's dead. And I walking, and he didn't know. And I turned around a little bit on, and he had his face, he had his head in his hands, and I was just like, "Oh shit, was that really bad?" And I thought, "Well, no, because it's my grief to own." And I was like, "I'd asked him not to call me it loads of times, and he kept doing it." And I was like, "He's never going to call me it again if I tell him I've got a dead parent." So I thought, "Yeah, that is so you can know this." And he hasn't called me it since. So there you go. That's so thought, No, she didn't call me anything because she's dead. So. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's true. So. Absolutely That's savage, but there we go. I also really like when you said it's my grief to own. I think that's such an important thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because nice it's like a. I suppose the title of this podcast and stuff, because I would I would share this episode on my Facebook, um, and I think a lot of people would read it and be like, oh, "Dead Parent Club." I mean. I've had this conversation with Sam, but before I knew about this DPC, my um, my old housemate also had a dad that had passed away. And I'd said to her, jokingly, should we, should we make a dead parent club? And this all happened. And I told Sam, it was like, oh, my God, can you imagine? Blah, blah, blah. But we both have that sense of humor. But I can imagine if I shared this on my Facebook, a lot of my kind of friends or family and stuff would be like, dead parent club, that's awful, and blah, blah, blah. But in the, the day, it's, it's people with a like-minded kind of sense of humor and yeah. it is the ownership of grief where you can be like yeah dead parent club why not because what's the point in sugarcoating it there's no there's not you could call it something else but what's the point you see dead parent club and you know that we you know you talk about things that are that are hard and that are yeah. the shit times that you go through but also why not laugh and make yeah. not make it like hard, so, but you know what i mean that's the whole point of what you guys are doing i suppose yeah I love that. so so, um, yeah, so when Sam and I were discussing what we were going to call the podcast, we were sat there and we were like, oh, like, what are we going to call it? Like, I feel like we can't call it Dead Parent Club. Like, maybe we should try and think of something totally different. But then I sat there and I was like, at the end of the day, that is how we talk about it. That is what we say. Mm-hmm. And why should we change yeah. what we what we call it to like kind of like please yeah. the people that won't understand in any way? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the fact that you exactly that. That's exactly what we wanted. Yeah. So that's perfect. So, Beth. Yes. Back to your dead mum. <laughs> Her again? Bloody hell. Okay. <laughs> we kind of know uh, the background as to what happened. When it happened, so you said it was the early hours of the morning. What happened in those like next 24 hours after that? We went into absolute lockdown. So she, I, I don't know how morbid you want me to go, and I won't go too morbid, but obviously they they pass away and you're there in the moment and it's it's a bit like the films it's not like the films it's just kind of that that moment hits you where you're like you knew that they were dying and then they actually die yeah. and it's like whoa did you see your mum dead oh yeah 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 we, I mean we were there till the last second so yeah. no we were there for the whole thing she was she was on a lot of drugs and she was kind of with it and she wasn't I won't I obviously won't go too far but um 
she did pass away and we were there and the moment happens and you just like I, I tried to be really really strong up until she died and then as soon mm. as I knew she was dead it was like it was just this wave of like oh my god like I just I was sat right next to her and I got up and I, I went out the room I don't know I must have been hyperventilating or something because the nurses kind of came and they were like do you want to come in the office and I was a bit like no 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 like I want to be with my family and then we didn't really go back in the room we just kind of went back to my well my, my dad's house went back to my dad's house and we were just I mean we were in lockdown we it was me my brother my brother's partner my dad and my nan and I, I don't know how long we were there for on the end but I think it probably was about a solid week of just in the house mm bit of contact from people I mean some people did come and visit but it was and I remember um my friends from school Sam was part of it they sent me flowers and it was just that was really nice to know that people were like thinking of you but you weren't being hounded I mean that's that's just kind yeah. of how we we dealt with it we kind of got that grief that really intense grief out in that one week and then we kind of went back to to normal life but it was just you don't know what to do like it's just because obviously we were in my parents house everything in that house was to do with my mum so it was just it was yeah. quite difficult in that sense but also there was nowhere else I would rather have been because that was the closest it could have been yeah so well I don't know if you remember us or the day after it happened I happened to be back in Lincoln from I think I was you did come yeah, yeah you did that was that was honestly that was exactly what we all needed because I remember like we hadn't really had any visitors and I was a bit like I remember you saying that you were free and I was like I really want to see Sam because in that moment I just felt like really connected to you and it sounds really weird but I just I feel no, like we still feel like that now and I'm sure you feel like that with other people yeah. that you know from DPC but I just felt such a strong urge I was like I really want to see Sam and I didn't really I was a bit scared about asking my family I was like can Sam come because you know like yeah. when you're younger it's like can my friend come around and see us and they're a bit like yeah they come and I was like can Sam come around and be like what and I kind of explained what had mm. happened and what what she'd been through. And they were like, yeah, yeah, she can come. And it was just, it was it was so nice. And it was so what we needed to just mm. kind of see somebody outside of your intimate family yeah, well, who still the, got what you were going through. The only reason I bring it up was because of how, how lovely it was. Like, I mean, you weren't all sat there like moping, like, but you were all sh- sat there sharing like really happy memories of your mom. And like, I remember like, yeah, Nan then for the first time, and, you know, you had obviously the dog running around and stuff. And it was just really nice to be a part of. I think it was really important that you weren't all just sat there thinking how sad you were. You were no, sharing those yeah. happy memories. Yeah. Because I mean, we did, we did have one other person come and see us. And I found that quite difficult because. Uh, it's not that I couldn't connect them it's just that they came I didn't it's that same thing again of they're so sympathetic and they're like we're here for you and blah 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 but I didn't I couldn't connect with them I I found it really really difficult and that's why it was just so different when you came because I was like she knows what I'm going through so that was good like like, we're just asking you all about it because I knew like the earlier you get talking about it especially when you're in a group as well Mm. you'll realize oh you can all actually talk about it and it's fine yeah, because none of us are particularly shy about talking about it with people that we know. I know this, again, I sound stupid again because I'm telling loads of people about my life, but I'm, I'm still talking to you, so it feels fine. Um, but yeah, we've we've never been shy about telling people that we know our story and like how mum passed and stuff like that. I do worry that, because I'm quite open about it, I never want people to feel uncomfortable. But again, you know, if people ask the questions, then they're going to hear the answer, aren't they? So Yeah, totally. Yeah, so. 
I remember you coming home, Sam, back to Lancaster after you'd gone to see her. I remember you saying that it was really nice. So was that before or after your mum died, Kat? After. Also, like, it was like three months after or something. Yeah. yeah I started you... to think that I was cursed. I was like, yeah, you, you <laughs> just parents like, are dying. <laughs> you're just like, and another one bites the dust. Yeah. <laughs> another one bites and another one bites and another one bites the dust. I was like, right, no one be friends with me if you want to keep both your parents. <laughs> Well, it's, like it's your fault. I knew it. I knew I could blame someone. <laughs> Two of the guys that I've bloody had things with, both of their dads have had a heart attack and died in the last like, year. Yeah, you got the kiss of death, mate. I've oh, totally no. got a kiss. <laughs> You're just trying to um, get people into the club. I know what you're both doing. It's outrageous. You should stop it. That's so bad. <laughs> Join us. Join us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the curse of Sam and Cat. Awful. <laughs> You should feel bad. Oh, I would feel bad, but we're just absolutely brilliant, so I don't. <laughs> Fair play. So, what was the most helpful or valuable thing someone did or said? Or do you think that, that the answer to that is what we were just talking about before? Ooh, probably, yeah. Stuff like that. Because um, people that haven't lost a parent, I mean, my partner has both of her parents and she helps me all the time. Um yeah. But, oh, massive clanger! I'm gay. Probably should have covered that a little bit. Um, I did want to talk about that a bit, actually, yeah. but I digress. Um, yeah, people like Sam, and then other people just just being just talking about it is good, but it is kind of yeah. I, I find it personally easier with people that I know. Bash yeah, my mum. Random people, not really okay. Or people that have their parents um, is also fine. Is it weird that as you were talking before, I was sitting here flicking through your Facebook profile? Wow, creepy stalker. Okay, um, I I would love to say I've also looked at yours, but I I haven't. Don't yeah, I don't. I'm just trying to put a face to it. I was really concerned with um, making my gin and tea, which I gin and tea, which I can't drink. So that was my that was my prep. Do you want to do you want to, do you want to take a gin break? <laughs> a gin break. I've been looking at it like I really want to drink it because the ice cubes are melting. I'm like, mum would approve, you know, just get the gin out. That's why I did it. I was like, mum loved a gin. It's melted a bit, so it's not as clangy. I don't know if you heard that. Oh, I can't can't speak here. It's swallowing. So, Beth, tell us about being gay. Yes. Well, I'm gay. No, um... I think the reason why I wanted to talk about it was um, a lot of the questions that I get People find out that I'm gay before they find out that I've got a dead parent. Um, and when they know that I'm gay and know that I have a dead parent, they're a bit like, did your mum know? It just seems to be like a question that people are dying to ask me, so they ask me. Um, and the answer is no. I don't think she knew. Um, at the point when she died, I had literally been kind of seeing my now partner for a few months, and it wasn't it wasn't anything like super serious. I'd had like kind of serious ish girlfriend before that and I never felt like I wanted to tell my parents about her um but this one with Kate it did feel Kate not Kat don't need to get freaked out um it did feel like a lot more kind of serious and there were quite a few moments when I knew mum was dying and we had a really kind of touch and go moment a few weeks before she did pass where we were told she's probably not going to last the night and I remember sitting there with my dad waiting for my brother to get there and just thinking 
shit like should I should I tell her like can I make this moment where she might die all about me and I that's probably one of the things that I struggled with the most was knowing my mum was dying and knowing that she didn't know all of me not that being gay defines me but I did really struggle with that and I still do I mean people tell me they're like your mum would have been fine like your mum your mum would have liked Kate and all this stuff and I'm sure she would but I will I will never know that and I, that's something yeah. that I do definitely struggle with. And in the end, basically, I just, I didn't tell her. And then must have been like a month later, I knew that Kate was more serious. And I started telling, I told my dad and I told, you know, my brother and my, my close family. And now everyone knows, I mean, we're engaged, so everyone yeah. knows. But it's something that I, I still struggle with. I find it quite difficult. And I just, I didn't know if, if other people listening to this, I'd be very interested to know if like, someone has that kind of similar situation to me so reach out yeah. people but I just that's one of the things that I can't I haven't managed to find not help but you know what I mean someone to kind of connect with about that side of it. It's crazy though I think because when you think about it like it's the 21st century and the fact that you haven't told your mum you're gay shouldn't be an issue because it should just be yeah. a normal thing like I think what's more obsessing is what I think what the rest of us will go through as well is our parent not meeting the most important person in our lives you know yeah I, mean? I get yeah. that and that, um, it's like I was saying to, uh, to Sam um just as I got engaged I was like it was such a bittersweet moment because I mean I I actually have my mum's engagement ring I I wear that but oh. the moment that I proposed to my partner, um, I was so happy. And at the same time, I was like, God, I wish I could just... Because, I mean, she immediately rang her parents. And of course you would. Why wouldn't you? And I was just sat there like, yeah. God, I wish I could just ring my mum and be like, I proposed and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, So I think it, it's really shit. But every kind of big moment in our lives now is going to be like that. Like getting married, having kids. And that's that's probably one of the, the worst parts of it is all that stuff come yeah that's kind of semi-ruined which sounds super depressing and obviously we don't want to you don't want this to be super depressing but that's just kind of a fact yeah, isn't it it? Is, it is really sad and I hate it when I sit and I think about the fact that my mum's never going to see me get married and never going to see my children that's what makes me the most upset that's when I cry yeah yeah that's kind of one of the things that cuts me up as well the most is like all these things are happening and I just that that's the stuff that you want to tell them about and it's like you can't it's yeah. just it's so shit yeah, but you did a really nice thing though. After just after you'd got engaged, you went to a pub that had like meaning to your mum. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, I proposed somewhere, um, not on purpose actually, but it just worked out quite well. It was a micro pub that my mum used to go on and on to me about because basically, when mum was still alive, um, one of my big dreams was to own my own micro pub, and it's it still kind of is. I'm still in a pub. I'm still doing that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, she used to send me like links to locations that I could have and like I'm just gonna put in here I've just had a great idea for for your pub let's call it the the dead parent pub oh fantastic dead parent pub you can only come in if you've got a dead parent I'd just be a little bit concerned about how you prove that do you bring some ashes or I don't know a limb I don't know we'd have to we'd have to think it through I might not go with that if it's okay with you just because of proving the whole 
dead parent thing might be a bit morbid. Well, but... I might start. I might start handing out membership cards. <laughs> membership cards, fantastic. Well, I mean, what could they get you? Sympathy. I wouldn't mind. To be fair, I've been harping on about how I don't like sympathy, but whack no, out a dead parent what? club. Do if I get like free Nando's or something, yeah, or like you get to like the front it's of the ride at Alton Towers. <laughs> Like being disabled. Oh my yeah. God. What's happening? Oh dear. Oh, put it to the government. See what they say. I've got a dead parent. Or what are you going to give me? Oh, we'll try. Just go for it. Go for well, it. I feel like I really could have done with a membership card when, like, all the extensions I got at uni. Like, I could have just instead of going in and telling people about it, I could have just worked out my membership card. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, sorry beth i interrupted please continue with your lovely story oh shit what was this oh yeah okay sorry um so it was a the one i ended up going to was a micropub that she kept going on and on at me about going to because she'd been a few times with my dad and i, I thought it was like the first micropub in like these midlands i can't remember but i ended up i proposed and i felt really bad but i was like can we go to the pub now and kate was like what but I explained it to her and it was like yeah yeah so we went and we had a pine and it was just nice I mean it was it was the closest I could get to her in that sort of moment I was like I'm gonna go somewhere that she's been and that did feel really nice yeah, uh, mm. yeah. I know I'm adorable what can I say <laughs> um so how did it change or I mean, did it change your relationship with your dad um I think when mum did die a, a lot, along with a lot of things that were going on one of my main concerns was for my dad because it sounds really cliche but my parents really were like like soulmates like I never saw them argue they always got on like they just seemed like really in love and just happy so when she did I mean and through the last kind of year of her life my dad was always with her like he was at the hospital with her till like last thing and he was just always there so I knew it was going to be a massive blow so a lot of the time when I was grieving, I was thinking, shit, how's, how's my dad coping? Um, so, I don't know. I mean, Sam and I have spoken about this as well. Our parents have kind of gone, our life parents, have kind of gone different sort of ways. I think my dad, a little bit kind of, because he was so upset, his way of coping was to kind of not fill the void, but he, that's just what he knew, was having a partner was what he knew. So he... He has had a few different partners and he is quite settled now. But that was, in itself, was. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Not, not difficult because the whole time, the whole thing I've been worried about is just how is my dad? How is he coping? Because. 
there are different levels of grief as well. I mean, what we've, spoke, what we've spoken about in my family before is obviously my nan will never have a daughter again. Alex and I won't have, Alex and my brother, won't have a mum again, but my dad can find a partner again. So even mm. when mum just passed away, we were like, look, we, you know, we support you. If you want to find somebody else, then you go for it. And I've, I've always been close to my, my, well, I was close to both my parents, but I've always been close to my dad as well. So I wouldn't say it's made us closer, but it's just, we've kind of just stayed close. Yeah, well, it's just good. we've we've just we've just been through a, a lot, and I think he would he would appreciate that as well. It's just everything's been a learning curve, and the thing that we always say to each other is, "There's there's not a handbook for grief. Nobody can you, you can't lose someone, and someone hands you a book and goes, look, this is what you need to do now. This is step one, two, three, whatever. It's just every person's journey is different, and my my brother's main concern was was for our dad because he he was a bit lost, but you know, yeah, that's just how he how he kind of went through it I don't know how much you've spoken about your mum Sam or if, if you have but we kind of went a bit our parents went a little bit differently yeah we always speak about whole. how um as in me and Beth when we're together as you know me and you do kind of often talk about our experience yeah but like Beth said like her dad's had a few partners whereas like, my mum's not had any and we've always spoken about how differently like that both makes us feel kind of thing and I, your dad's also in a similar situation to my mum cat that he's not had any other partners and yeah no that I think that that is one of the one of the I think one of the most difficult things we don't often talk about a lot especially because like like, I mean my mum's not open about it like at all so we would very rarely sit down and talk about it to each other but I know that my mum and dad did speak about it before dad died and Mm. dad did say yeah and dad said to me you know I would love nothing more than your mum to find someone else but then there's like oh but you know, they're never going to find someone who's the same as them. I don't know. It's there's so. I mean, there's so much we could unpack around it. But it is. I, it I is true, think. though. I suppose. I mean, it's like I just said. Um, obviously, I'm not going to get another mum. Blah blah blah. But my dad could effectively have a partner as long as he was with my mum for. So we've kind of openly encouraged the fact that he will. He will meet somebody else, and you know, he. That's fine. But I'm not. I'm not looking for a new mum. I know my brother isn't as well. Yeah. So that's just kind of. Exactly. Where, where, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I definitely appreciate that thinking. And I think me and my sisters would probably be the same as well. Yeah. yeah I think, I think as a, as a child as well, like you just want your parent to be happy. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing is, I'd much rather my dad be happy and, you know, be with, as long as that person was right for him, sort yeah. of thing, and he, he was genuinely happy. I'd rather that than him sit in his house miserable thinking oh I can't have someone because of my kids so that's why we've we've both been quite vocal about the fact that you know meet someone do what you need to do it, it's it, it's his grief as well as ours so yeah. it's just it's been really yeah, interesting definitely. having Sam and going through the kind of the different ways that our both our parents have gone yeah. uh, since they've lost their partner but again that's just mm-hmm. the thing you don't you don't get a handbook it's just whatever happens happens yeah. and as long as he's happy and we're happy then I think that's the thing as well is because we've lost we've lost our mum in the kind of later half of our youth you have your own life going on I mean we weren't at home when my mum died we both my brother and I were in our own houses so I think if I'd been at home with my dad still it would have been very different but he he knew as well as we did that everyone's life carries on someone dies in your life and everything carries on nothing stops so for him that was probably really difficult because I could come home to my partner and so could my brother and that part of your life is still consistent whereas his whole world is like upside down so that's just the way it is I suppose 
So we've touched on your relationship with your dad. What about your friends? Do you think your relationships have changed with them at all? Um, no, not really. I mean, my housemates were, I was really, really grateful that I had them because when mum died, I didn't, I wasn't with Kate. I, I was still single, air quotes, um, and they were just so helpful. I mean, there, there were three of them and they, they were such a rock. I mean, I, I came back from my kind of like, seclusion zone in my parents house and um they bought me like my favorite alcohol and some chocolates and stuff and left in my room and I was like that's just so nice like it wasn't like a, mm. I came home and they were like oh my god your mum's dead how are you it was just they left that and then things kind of just I don't want to say carry on as normal but it was just little touches like that where I thought that's so nice and that's just kind of how how I grieve I don't necessarily talk about it a lot but it's little things like that I don't think in general, my friendships have changed. I definitely feel a lot closer to Sam, but we've spoken about that before. I just, yeah. it's like a really strange, horrible connection where I'm so grateful to have it and also feel so shit for thinking that because her dad died. So it's like, <laughs> but in general life, no, I mean, I don't talk about my mum a huge amount, to be honest. I don't, but then I, sometimes I feel really bad for that. And then I also think I didn't before. So why would I now sort of thing? Well, yeah, true. You're not going to. You're not going to start bringing her up more. As well, you're going to carry on with your normal routine, I suppose. Yeah. You just do whatever feels normal to you. I think one of the things that I find hard as well is is Kate never met my mum, so she'll say to me like, "What was your mum like?" And that's just it's not a horrible question, but I'm like, "Oh shit!" Because my perception of my mum, I don't. It's when I describe her, it sounds like it's really like because she's dead. I'm saying all these really nice things, but that's just like how I how I saw her and people are like what was your mum like I'm like oh and I think like when I have kids am I going to be the same is it just going to be all if that makes I don't know if that makes sense but I'm like my mum was just silly and she was fun and there's like silly memories that I have where like we'd be in the kitchen cooking and we'd have like the radio on and a song would come on and she'd mm-hmm. start dancing around the kitchen because she'd be trying to burn calories while she cooked and she was never like she was never fat or anything but she just it's just something that she did and it's just like little memories like that and I just think when someone dies, do you just kind of lose, not that I have bad memories or they have bad qualities, but I'm like, I'm describing her, I'm like, I'm making her sound so amazing. And I'm like, it's because she was, but I'm like, do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're like, yeah. like a little part of you is like, have I just forgotten all the bad things that ever happened? Yeah. But, yeah. but like, so, so you should really, like you want to remember them how you how you remembered them the most. And obviously, uh, most of all, like we all have teenage spats with our parents, but yeah and especially as we get older and the age you are now this is where you you appreciate them the most and you look back and say actually like they were slash are amazing yeah Yeah. I mean we we only ever had one argument and about it was about the fact that I refused to wear tights on a night out in town (laughs) and that was literally it that was the only time we ever argued it was over me wearing tights so when I think about mum that's one of the memories that resonates with me because it was the only argument we had and I really want that memory to kind of go away because I don't that's not how I want to associate her because that was literally the only bad word we ever said to each other was about tights something so stupid as tights but then you try and like cling on to the good memories instead sort of thing yeah I've always been worried that I would because one of my favorite things about my dad was all the stories he used to tell and I was, yeah. and, I, and lately as well, I've been thinking about it more that I'm like, I am just forgetting, starting to forget all of these stories. Like, yeah. I was so nervous about just forgetting everything. Am I the only person so far that's met your dad on this? 
podcast journey. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Big vids. Sam's dad was honestly, he was one of the best teachers at NK. He was just, I, I was so jealous because obviously teachers had forms and his form won everything all the time and they were so annoying. And it was like, they've got the best teacher and they've got, they've got like all the sporty people and the smart people and they won everything. Mm-hmm. And everyone hated VB because they were just the best at everything and they had the best teacher and it sucked. <laughs> so I just like drop it in there. But he was, even my brother remembers Sam's dad. He was a big character. Oh. Do you think, Beth, it's changed the way you go about life, like your attitude towards it or anything? Um, I, I would I would like to say yes. I think probably the answer is no, but um, there are little things that are different. So my mum was, I don't want to say pushy, but I'm not the most organised slash motivated person in the world. So she'd kind of nag me, as mums do, to do stuff. Like it took me... I don't even know how many years to sign up to the doctors when I moved house. And she nagged and nagged and nagged. She's like, you need to get it sorted, you need to get it sorted. Um, so now I kind of, I don't feel like I've lost that that presence because my brother and, and his partner, are, I feel like they've kind of fallen into that role a little bit, which is really nice because I do need someone in my life. And Kate is like that as well to kind of push me a bit. But I try, there's moments where I, like, I'm at work and there's there's stuff going on and there's there's like ways I can progress and stuff I can do and I think my mum would be definitely be nagging me to do this so in those sort of ways life is different because I have to push myself more because she literally was the nagging force yeah. of my life which I did need I can't think of of any other way it would be different because we we've, I've always been close to my parents but they've also really encouraged me to be independent so I was in my own house when I was 18 I've always had a job since I was 16 like I've I really got on with my parents but I never kind of I don't want to say never relied on them but they were there and I knew they were there I didn't need to you know I don't know how to word it and I know what I mean but yeah life doesn't feel super different in that sense but I do definitely have moments where I think mum would definitely be nagging you to do that so you should do it yeah so that's, I love, I love that's different. That. I am. Um, I have those moments with my dad when we always think, "Oh, if Mum was here now, she'd be saying this or she'd be telling us to do that." And I think those moments are so special because it's like they're still there. Yeah. Oh, love yeah. them. Okay, so we're going to end this with the final question. Ooh. Our final question is: What would you say to other people that have experienced something similar? I would say definitely reach out I mean when mum did die uh, the main thing that I see on television is the Macmillan stuff where it's like speak to someone you know blah 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 and I remember opening up on my laptop a Macmillan page it must have been like a few days after she died and I stared at it and I opened up a chat with somebody and I was looking at the screen and I was like nah can't do it and I I just kind of closed it off and thought no I'm not going to do it and I think even if it's not someone you know, I mean, I've explained how I am with, with strangers, but it probably would definitely help just to talk to anyone, especially someone that kind of knows what to say back in that kind of sense in the Macmillan thing. Um, but even like close friends and stuff, you just reach out to people. I mean, I again, it's a horrible thing. Of, I was so lucky to have Sam to kind of talk to. Um, but mm. yeah, I, what I would say is I, I, I never let my mum's death define my life. I just try and I mean, I'm nearly three years down the line. I just, what I've tried to do now is just kind of let this experience help me as best as I can because she's not here to 
you know, advise me or push me or nag me. I just kind of have to think, what would mum say or what would mum want me to do? She would never want any of my close family to kind of wallow in self-pity and think, oh, she's dead, like, my life's over. And there's, there's, sure, there's times when you do think that. I mean, if I feel really, really upset, I get on my own. I open up David Bowie, which was her favourite music. I have a gin and tonic, which was one of her favourite drinks. I just sit and I drink and I cry. And I get all the tears out in one go. I hate crying in front of people. I'm a super ugly, ugly crier. No one wants to see it. And also, I don't want to cry in front of people. So I just get it all out. I have my moment. And then, you know, crack on. And if I want to talk about mum, I talk to people that know her. I mean, one of the best things that I found was a super comfort was not long after she died, one of my, it was my mum's cousin, but she's, she's like my auntie, um, sent me a wad of photos that I'd never seen before. And it was like ones of my mum when she was young. And there's one that's in the pack that I had a super emotional breakdown about. Kate was a bit mortified, bless her. Um, but it's a photo of my mum, my dad, my brother and me as a baby. And my brother's like a year and a half older than me. So he's like a toddler. And I have it next to my bed. And it's just, you know, people say, what would you grab in a fire if you have something down? Yeah. I'd get my dogs and Kate out, but I would want that photo. Because it's just, it feels like so important. Because yeah. there's no other like, there's no other photo yeah, like it. It's my, it's we were happy and it's my family and stuff. So, have have things around you that bring you comfort, but also make you happy. Talk to people that can understand or that don't understand. Talk to people, get your emotions out, and then have a massive yeah. cry, have a breakdown, do it because you can't pull it because you're <laughs> combust and probably throw things at people in supermarkets. So <laughs> I love it. Or or drinks on people. Yeah, that's probably what I would do. I'd just about keep it in if people really piss me off. I have these urges to, like, throw drinks on people or something. It's just the thought in my head. I think, God, I want to throw this drink on you. And I think, Beth, chill out. You know, go home, have a cry. It'll be fine. Yeah. So, yeah, they're the three steps of grief. Cry, have things that are nice, talk to people. Boom. Really like that. Done. Is there anything else that you um, didn't manage to say that you want to say? Um. The only other thing that I would say which I find comforting is that I still have moments where I think my mum brings out the best in me. And it's, it's things like, I mean, I did a speech at my mum's funeral, which I never in a million years thought I'd ever be able yeah, to do. And the only thing so, that got me through it was... So well. I mean, I, I, don't, I couldn't ever have imagined myself doing that. And initially when the, I don't know how to describe them, funeral person said... Does anyone want to do a speech? Everyone in my family was like, nope, because you just think, how the hell do you do that on the day? And then I went back and I thought about it and I was like, my mum would absolutely want me to do it. So I did. And that was literally just because of her. That is why I did that. I didn't do it for me. I didn't do it for anybody else. I thought she would want me to. Um, yeah, yeah, so things like that. I think that's something to take comfort in is knowing that even though they're not there, they can still have an impact on on your life. Yeah. Deep. I love that. Deep. It's so, so true as well. Yeah. I love that. Very, very true. My, my mum still has a big impact on a lot of the decisions that I make in my life. Yeah, I think that's important to not only be doing that, but also acknowledge that that's happening. Because when mum first died, I absolutely thought about her every single day. And it, I, I don't feel bad that I don't now because it's a natural process. But when I do think about her, I'm like, yeah, and it makes me happy. So 
I don't, I don't, because I hear people say, like, I feel really bad that I don't think about them every single day. I don't think you should. I don't think she'd want that. I don't think she'd want me to dwell and be like, hmm, because she just wouldn't. You know, it's, when I think about her now, it's all, it's happy things, it's silly things, it's music, it's drink, it's, you go somewhere and you think, oh my God, my mum would love her here. And it's not like a, oh my God, my mum would love her here. It's like a, yeah. oh, it'd be so fun and I'd love to tell her about it sort of thing. So. Love that. Thank you. It was brilliant, Beth. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank thank you so much. No problem. It's um, been it's been really fun. And as I said, any um that we could start our own club to be fair. Any gay dead parent club members, if they want to talk to me because it sounds like I'm looking for a hookup. <laughs> I am absolutely not. For your you're girl. Not, um, the I DPC, would. <laughs> Beth, the, Beth, the DPC is not grinder. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, this is I, not know, I feel like they'll know what I mean, but that's the only thing that I think I would there's just there's no good vocabulary is there i would love to talk to someone who's gay that had a parent that died that whose parent didn't know or did know i don't know i would just like to talk to them so you know anyone out there okay so you can anyone out there um in touch either with should we share we can share your like instagram handle or something or you can get in touch there's nothing interesting on there (laughs) you can get in touch with the dpc um yeah but if you want to get in touch with beth i would suggest we will put them in our show notes and you can search beth on there i'm super friendly unless you're not a nice person in which case i'm Mm -hmm. i'm not so friendly and she is engaged so yeah sorry off the market i know devastated especially once you see my pics you're gonna be like oh damn she's she's off the market but never mind it caught us up a big fish here we are <laughs> right well Beth, thank you again girl no problem yeah thank thanks you so for having me thank you so much for listening to this week's dpc podcast we hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have and have found some comfort in the stories that you've heard today if you've resonated with anything we've said have any questions or want to get involved please do contact us we're on instagram it's at DPC Podcast. You can email us on dpcpodcast at hotmail.com or we have a contact form on our website www.dpcpodcast.co.uk. We have a whole bunch of resources over on our website. More information about dealing with grief, losing a parent and professionals to contact if you should need it. Because as Kat so eloquently said in our first podcast, we're not providing healthcare, we're just chatting <laughs> If you think this podcast could help someone, then we would love for you to share it. We upload new podcasts every week, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Loads of love from Sam and Kat. See, See you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Nailed it. Nailed it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 